No, my dad's the strongest dad, strongest 70 year old, okay? He's stronger than me, he's stronger than you, and he's stronger than you, and he's better than you. Given? <laughs> <laughs> Given? I go into the my dad's better than your dad, but that would be a little bit bad right now. Yeah, yeah thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. So dad's... remember, you can claim. Oh, I thought dad you were going to say that to me. You were going to say that to me, Thor. Like, I'm, my dad's better than your dad. Oh, yeah. My dad is better than your dad. No. My no. memory of my dad is better than your memory of the same dad. So One thing that we have to try before we start. <clears throat> you have some beef jerky? No, no. This is gator jerky. Gator jerky. Oh, wow. I've never tried it. Let's try some. Woohoo! So we went to... Um, now, Nathan, you're from the South, right? I so. actually have had gator. No. But... I thought so. I'm, I'm looking forward to this because every... I've never met a gator I didn't like. You know, in Costa Rica, they had gators there. Did they? Yes, they did, and I never ate one. Why not? Because no one ever ate anything. No one went out there, shot something, and killed it, and ate it. They would just sit there and eat beans and rice, and had iguanas <laughs> all over the we place sitting around. It was and easier. no one would kill them and eat them. It's like, what the heck? We had an iguana. We, have to, we had to catch it, though. Mm -hmm. We're throwing gator, rocks gator? in a tree to get a gator down, and they run. They jump, iguana. and they run at the same time. So if you try to catch them with gator? a net... They have little short legs, but they can still run pretty fast. Yeah, and they, they're, they fall, and they run. And so when they hit the whatever they hit, they throw yeah. it. It's like Scooby Doo. No. no thanks, Nathan. Okay, this does is, not taste like chicken. I can't. Is that really gator? Yeah, it's really. It's really alligator. Meat no. or refrigerate after opening. I can't be Jewish. What's it now. taste like? Chicken. Is gator? Is gator? <laughs> it tastes kind of like beef, but different aftertaste. I would say more porky. It's not. It's not bad at all. <clears throat> yeah. It's yeah. Right. Yeah, I, would I, say I think it's more porky, but porky and fishy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it, it doesn't taste sex. like chicken. It's not. It's not good. It doesn't really have like a distinctive flavor. I but don't think. it's not bad. Like yeah, it's not know. bad. But you're right. It's not like no. wow. Give me another piece. And After I want a second, I get a little fishy. Yeah. yeah. Either that, or I was had my fingers in the fish tank. I don't know which one it is. <laughs> I had an opportunity when I was a teenager <laughs> to eat rattlesnake. And I still regret that I did not do it. Last time you were here, you ate fish food. I know. Did we, we tried the goldfish. Did we try the goldfish? I have, I have become them. more attuned with my inner desires and wants. We, yeah. we all tried. What did we have? We had uh, the fish flakes, which weren't actually yeah, bad. They, they were pretty good. They, they, were, they yeah. were bad. I would almost say that really they're, they're almost as good as the gator. <laughs> like, oh, maybe the not that bad. A little bit the better. gators are a little know. better. I don't know. Fish flakes were crunchier. <laughs> they were. Yeah, they were. They were. Welcome to another episode of Mom, I Joined a Cult, the only podcast about cults by an actual cult. Listen as we examine other cults, discuss what they did right and what they did wrong, and then build our own cult from the ground up. And now your hosts, Gunner, Dawn, Thor, and Nathan. In today's episode, we are going to be speaking with Dr. Donald Einer Bjarnson, uh, Thor and Gunner's, that's me, <laughs> father. He's also got a master's in psychology, um, has written uh, several books, is currently working on, a, on another book. His doctorate is actually in languages. So, italic studies. 
Italic studies? No, it was uh, is it Estonian. Uralic? It could be a Europe. Estonian languages. Estonian, Russian. Yeah. Finnish. Finnish, yeah. Latvian. 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 Yeah. He he picks up languages better than anyone I've ever known. You you received training for yeah for counseling for and counseling. I, I counseled for years and years. I still do mm-hmm. off and on. But I'm pretty old now, so I'm starting to lay back a little bit from it. Mm-hmm. I was 50 when I... Let's see. No. But that was the year 2000 when I graduated. So I'm 72 now. So go figure. What is that? It, it was like your 51. fourth or fifth uh, career choice. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it, it, I'm it, an it, ENFP, so that that's what they do. I, you're also... Uh, you also have a lot of experience in uh, typing. Myers-Briggs, right? ENFP, uh, give us a little bit of an uh, explanation about what that is. Yeah. Oh, an ENFP, that's an extroverted, intuitive person mm-hmm. who likes to link everything together and find connection everywhere with mm-hmm. everything. And uh, consequently, I find interest in just about everything. I There's not a subject that I, I can't somehow find a link with something else. Mm-hmm. too so i i'm uh, continually doing that so anyway uh, we talked about your uh, credentials to let everyone know that you do have some experience in what we're talking about and we're going to be talking mm-hmm. about cults why people join how can you tell if it's a cult and uh, things like that but i know that you want to approach this in a slightly different manner you want to approach this in more of a, a spiritually than perhaps clinically. Yes. Right now. Yeah. I was going to go totally with the personality side. Is there a personality type that would be more likely? A, a cult personality type. A cult type. personality Someone type. that's attracted to that a little bit more. I, I'm going to say idealists. Sorry, guys. We have four idealists in this room. So, so let's uh, let's get a, a a brief description of what pers- these the Myers Briggs Kiersey personality type inventorying is. Yeah, what, when we're talking about personality typing, we're specifically referring to David Kiersey, and he wrote a book called "Please Understand Me," and came out with a second version of it, "Please Understand Me Too." He and his son were in cahoots with each other as far as helping people and holding workshops and doing different things like that. And then the other uh, mother-daughter team is Myers-Briggs. They came before Kiersey, and uh, they based their work off of Carl Jung, famous psychologist, a more spiritually oriented psychologist, if you will. Carl Jung developed a, a system using cognitive functions such as intu- intuition versus uh, sensory uh, extroversion versus introversion, feeling versus thinking, judging versus perceiving. Actually, he didn't do that one. That was Myers-Briggs that came along afterwards, took his work, adopted it, and, and, and organized it into a, a different format, into the Myers-Briggs format, MBTI. Myers-Briggs type indicator. That's what they created from it. But they added judging and perceiving parts. So you have four different letters and you have four sets of those four, which makes 16, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Just wanted to make so sure my math was right. <laughs> so in this, you can, the, there's four different things you can be for. There's four letters. <laughs> we'll yeah. say that. Right. And in the first category, it's either you're an introvert or an extrovert. Right. Which is your general attitude 
toward the way you approach life. That's, that's what that first yeah. one is. And the second one is either through intuition or through sensory. Mm-hmm. It, it's more concrete. The other one is more ethereal and mm-hmm. abstract, conceptual. Yeah. Yeah. That's intuition. And then the third is thinking or feeling. And that's generally how you approach making decisions. What are your decisions based off of? And now, you so feelers out there, function. you think <laughs> that you're thinking rationally. No, okay, we won't get into this. <laughs> oh, wow, you're way ahead uh, of the game. Sorry. Yeah, different, different podcast. <laughs> different podcast, yeah. different day. We won't get into this one. And then no. the last And the last pair is the one that, uh, that Myers-Briggs came up with yeah. in addition. And that is judging versus perceiving. And the, the words themselves don't really s- express very well what they really are all about. Mm-hmm. Judging is not where you're sitting there making judgments on something. It's uh, the judging one is referring to when, when you lean more towards structure. Sure, structure, yeah. When you want more structure in your life. Something whereby you have rules and regulations that you, you would like to live by. The P stands for perception. You like to leave yourself open to perceive. That, that's a general, another kind of a general attitude or way of looking at life. You don't want to be boxed in at all. You, don't want, to, you want to have a feeling of openness, possibility. We're not as solidly involved in making sure that we're going according to a schedule. Or something like that, and so oftentimes that does mean we like to do things. Schedules, on, on schedules the fly. are are good for peas. However, they for want Chase. the freedom. Oh yeah, okay. to be able to go. Yes, we've got something here, but we don't have to follow it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's the thing. Uh, so that's that's a little bit about what personality type inventory is. We could go on um, and on about that for hours and look, hours. But seriously, um, take a look at their podcast. Um, it gives us, it, understanding I, us. It it's does. fascinating stuff. So I've taken three different, taken the personality MBTI. test three different times. Every time I think, okay, it's going to be a little bit different. My blood sugar is different, or I'm in a different mood. Yeah. Every, on all three websites, it was the same. Yes. So it was pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah. It's also yeah. good because that means you you may understand yourself a little bit better than most. Because I, I got different results and I had to hone in and be like, am I yeah. being, am I really, is this true to me? Am I really, you know, or is this what I want to be or what I think mm-hmm. I'm supposed to is be? Is this what I am at work? Yeah, when exactly. I have to be? Yeah. A lot of times uh, for, for me, uh, you know, at work, I like certain things a certain way and you think, oh, that's the way I am. No, it's not. But it, you can you can go take this test. Anyone can go and take this test mm-hmm. sure. online. Yeah, they're yeah. out there. No. There's quite a few different ones. So yeah. there are there are sixteen different personality types. There are four major categories. Is there a major category that is more inclined to join a cult? You know, there's a lot of questions out there. If you go out on the internet, you find personality and you have all kinds of stuff, you know, personality and uh, love, personality and sex, personality and, you know, and, and it goes on and on and on the list. And very few of them can really be truthfully, you can say that there's a particular personality group or type, mm-hmm. temperament type and so forth that 
uh, uh, go for that that particular are inclined to that kind of thing. Uh, How about like which personality types are more likely to be followers? Typical followers are the guardians. They like to be followers. They like to have things spelled out for them. They like to have, and so you would think that perhaps uh, I'm going to sneeze. Not, you can sneeze all you want. While you sneeze, though. No, okay. Here's a I'm word like, from our sponsor. So today, we are going to be sponsoring no not sponsoring endorsing endorsing thank you don um we are going to be endorsing so delicious now this is local to utah it is a uh, uh, franchising and i think they're moving to several other states as far as i know i know they're moving to arizona maybe they're going other places somewhat overpriced somewhat overpriced but a good idea and quite delicious do you think it's overpriced? I think it's. it's I think. I think, I think it's everything is. Okay, when we get the go two the, for one hamburgers, uh, you know, you like, think it's overpriced. I I look at it and I say that should be the regular price. I I'm a cheapskate. Yeah, you're right. I am too. Yeah, so delicious, which is why McDonald's is like a good meal. McDonald's is too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I go to the store and you buy stuff for hamburgers and you end up spending more money than if you just went out to eat yeah. hamburgers. Uh, I've done that. But yeah. going to the store is too expensive to need them. <laughs> anyway, so delicious. They make lots and lots of drinks. The AK-47 or the AK drink. That's my favorite. Dr. Pepper. If you can tweet us what beverage or what base drink so delicious Goes through the most of. You may we'll, win a special you, prize. Yeah, we'll have you win a special prize. What? What is a special prize? So it's, delicious voucher. You know a what? A shout out. A shout uh, out. Attaboy. Oh, we'll do a shout out. We'll name you on the the next episode. There, uh, there we go. We'll give you a nice shout out. I have my guesses. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. I have my guesses. <laughs> what do you How's think, that? Thor? I go. Sp- no, you were way, way wrong. Really? Way oh, man. You were way wrong. I, I, I guessed it like... We can't give it away. I'm like... I like. I thought... I've actually thought really hard about what... Which personalities and why and whatever. Uh-huh. And I, I felt like Guardians would be the... I, I don't know, like, I felt like they would be one of the harder ones to actually get put in, but once they're in, they'd be the, they'd stay. <laughs> I, I, for, yeah, for my part, I think that, uh, we're throwing around terms, that, sorry guys. You guys, uh, artisans, you will yeah. have to, if this for this episode, David sorry, you're going to have to. About now, yeah. not the MBTI. So, David okay. Kiersey has different, four different, four different, um, four different temperament groups, yeah. and in each group there's four so, so it corresponds to the MBTI in many ways, but in some ways it's very distinct. So we have artisans, four different personality types in artisan, 
four different guardians and four different rationals and four different idealists. idealists. However, you know, that's just the name of the group. That doesn't mean that any or all of them are not rational or all guardian or, you know, have those aspects. It's just, that's just what they're called. But anyway, my thought process was, is that it would be most likely for artisans to fall into a cult as they're off exploring and doing different things. Mm -hmm. They may flitter out. I think it depends on the cult. So you've got the Charles Manson cult, a bunch of hippies, probably artisans. You've got uh, Some ideas, like the RLDS. They're, they're more concerned about the spirituality aspect of it. Probably idealists. Might be guardians. Um, but I think that the, the tenets, the core tenets of the cult might have some bearing uh, over what type of personality it draws. Yeah, that's a very interesting the, concept. The only one that I feel would draw like the artisans and like hold on to them better would be the the one, the volleyball one, the volleyball guy, <laughs> Nexium. Yeah. the Nexium, Nexium, yeah. and the reason why yeah. it would hold on to them is because it's all about them. I mean, it's about them. Yeah, in, like so, so like yeah. pushing it like. They, they'll get off on that. That's going to push them. It's exhilarating for them to have that, the, the worry for a lot of them. It's challenging. And artisans love a challenge. They want to be the best. And Especially they want to get to that physical, point. It's a physical mm-hmm. challenge. Physical challenges, which yeah. is what they had a lot of. They're probably one of the... The easier ones for being promiscuous, we'll say that. <laughs> like they're 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 fine with their bodies. Like they're the most likely probably right. to to be a you know a porn star. They're very body oriented. They're very very down to earth body oriented. I'm an artisan, by the way, and I would totally be a sex you know uh, a porn star. No, <laughs> but like I can see how I would go that way if I didn't have you know a certain background. Well, is there um, an, is there a personality? Is actually my question could, is: Can I go back to the yeah. first thing? Uh, guardians have to be in any group that is actually one that's going to stay together. Because other types do not take care of nitty-gritty details on on the code of ethics and the different things that they live by. They're the ones that pull that together and insist on people conforming to it. So in any group, you have to have some kind of a body of, of those types of people our, that will take care of that. Our cult is screwed. Yeah, yes. okay. yeah, that's all right. Brian will join us. Okay, you need someone to to write up, document what you believe in, what mm. you, what you're doing, and the rules. Right now, the so is playing guardian. Weird. Other so other okay. Mm-hmm. Other personalities can do this sort of thing. However, guardians are just drawn to that. But yeah. those other they're, personalities cannot keep doing it. No, no, they're they're going to falter. And I think, like Don Carlos said, as far as the the nature, the makeup of the group, what it is that it's about, is going to pretty much dictate who it attracts. And artisans can be attracted to something that's more daredevilish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So idealists would be attracted more to that which is more ethereal and more conceptual. How about a cult leader? Is there a personality type that would be the best yeah. or more likely cult let me, let me just say something right now. Oh. What I found to be more <laughs> telling than personality types as far as cult groups is 
the the kinds of issues that people have within them mm. that drive them to do that. I think you're right, though, and Don, both of you, is that the thing that's drawing them is like what's missing in their life. Yeah. What they feel yeah. is missing. When you hear like stories about why people went to a cult or joined it, I mean, if you look from it and you know all about the cult, you're like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Like, how could you join this cult? How yeah. stupid are you? They don't see that. That someone in the cult is inviting them to something. And then slowly they give them something like, oh, well, this is what I'm looking for. And it solves a problem it that solves, they have. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, this person has yeah. the answers. Just listen to them. And as they listen, they're like, oh, yeah, they solved another problem of mine. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, and I feel this. And I feel, the, yes, I feel like someone is, I do belong from another planet. That's why I don't, I don't <laughs> fit in here. That's why I don't, you know, I'm, because I am from the planet car or whatever <laughs> you know the, it's those things that like what is the cult fulfilling and uh, i i've written a book called some universals volume two intention and attention and i have uh, about 10 pages dedicated to uh discerning and avoiding deception and in it i go into some things that are very much uh, related to cults and things like that and the kinds of things that are, attract people to them. And one of them is people that are attracted to cults generally have a sense of low self-esteem, something that they don't feel like they're powerful enough, they're out of control or something like that. And so they like to go there and get a fix because they get that fix from the the leaders or the leader whatever way, if it's an oligarchy or if it's more of a one-person thing. <laughs> it's very interesting because in most of these kind of, especially uh, religious-oriented type ones, there's someone that is acting as the head and you're supposed to kind of believe in that person. And, and it's not so much believing in a god or in a higher power, it's believing that this person represents that and so you've got to listen to this person this person is more important than your own concept and what you think is true and right and so that's one of the the leading things of why people get involved in groups like that and they like to get their ears tickled and they're they're they they feel like they're more important they go they come away from the meeting feeling like they're oh i'm I'm feeling good and better and, and maybe even better than other people. And maybe I'm more privileged than other people. So what's, what's the difference between that and a normal religious experience? Going to a Christian denomination the, of a church? And as, far as, as far as I'm concerned, the, from the cult groups that I've been familiar with, yes, I've had some close dealings with, the the difference between them and say any other religion is is that you are sort of meant to conform. It's it's a kind of like a religious abuse, and I don't know exactly. You feel like you have to. It's it's like if I don't, I'm damned. If I don't, I'm stupid. If I don't, I'm going straight to hell. That kind of thing. And in regular religions, religions that are that are, are more open and so forth, 
They invite people to think for themselves and to come to what they would like. And they want people to use their, their agency to decide for themselves as to what's going on, rather than to be talked into, to be convinced, to be brainwashed into something, to, to be kind of semi-forced in a way to do that. And so that's the main difference right there. I feel like most people that leave religion, like a, you know, a, a religious belief, whatever it might be, leave because they feel like they're being forced. Like they feel like they're always being damned or that they're being forced to do something. Um, and that would be a good reason to leave anything. Well, sure, but, but I'm always like... <laughs> I, 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 I concur with that. If that was my experience with the particular religion that I am a part of, uh -huh. then I would go turn away from it immediately. But it hasn't been. Yeah. And it's been uplifting and building for me and and helped me throughout my life. So uh, I cannot say anything like that about the religion I belong to. So, But even so, I think in most religions, there's... There's an aspect there's of an conformity. Aspect of that. There is. There's an aspect of conformity, but as long as you are giving people the right to choose for themselves to do whatever they want to do, you don't try to coerce them in any underhanded way, undermining the themselves, you know, you, using their own fears against them and, their and stuff like that. There's a lot of fear-based stuff yeah. that goes in. Yeah, okay. To, if you come away from a meeting feeling fear then you know you are you have obviously been to a wrong kind of a meeting you shouldn't be going to a meeting where you come away being more afraid than when you went the love and choosing for yourself what is right and good and teaching what who god is god is love he is not all this other stuff that is pretended to belong to god that is where the truth is. The truth is, is in the love of God, the, the forgiveness of God, the acceptance of God. And should be the bottom line, the foundation, any kind of a religion, as far as I'm concerned. If it isn't, then it's going in the wrong direction. It is in the wrong direction. If people are behaving in one way, and speaking in another, if there's a lot of that kind of hypocrisy going on, then you know that that is not what, what you want to be a part of. I see, I see hypocrisy in church all the time. But <laughs> no, I'm well, just saying, no, like, I, no, I, I'm just saying, like, we're tr humans. I'm trying to get, I'm yeah, exactly, yeah. they're humans. Humans <laughs> are like that. I'm trying to get more down to, like, those two are so intertwined, like, they, they're almost married, a cult. With most cults, I say it's married with a religious experience. I Me mean, in other religions, I've been to services, other religious services, and then you see these documentaries on on cults, and some of them have very similar and spiritual type experiences where they're like, "I really didn't believe in myself until today," you know. And I mean, some of them can be positive. Yeah, if, if superficially or. Or, or or whatever, but some people do have positive experiences with cults. It uh, solves a problem that they have. 
And so I can see that being transformative and it beneficial for them to feel better about themselves, perhaps. We started off with, I'm just kind of just bringing us back around. We started off with the personalities. I feel like we kind of missed out on half of that one. And then we jumped into the spiritual side and we oh. went through that. I want to hear about what personality type is most likely to be a cult leader. Yeah. I don't think it's an idealist, okay? Yeah. Not likely. But they, I still feel that idealists are the most likely to join. I'm going to preach this to you guys as if I've, I know you firsthand and about. I know what I'm okay. talking about. So the reason why I feel like idealists will be the most drawn to it is because they have this deep need to be, to have meaning and to have purpose and to be part of something that's like, you know, like really part of something. You're speaking to me. I'm uh, speaking to everyone in this room. <laughs> no, but to be, to be part of something in a way that's like, you know, you make a difference almost, you know, it's like. <laughs> well, when you listen to these, like they do postmortems, uh, you know, cult, cult members will talk about their experiences. A lot of them said, I finally had a sense of purpose or I found mm -hmm. meaning in the work or mm -hmm. I knew what I was doing finally in my life for the yeah. first time. I knew what I was supposed to do that day. A lot of idealists have an ongoing tendency to keep searching. I am. I search all sure. the time. I think artisans are probably the ones that are most likely to be the cult leader. The cult yeah, leader. the well, leader, yeah. leaders could be. Because so yeah. they're the, the biggest most, assholes. What, what, what is the most common uh, personality type to what? contract narcissistic personality disorder? From, from the, the cults that we've gone through, mm -hmm. a lot of them are narcissists. <laughs> yes, that, that is true. Uh, I say artisans and rationals, but rationals, I feel like rationals would have a, they would, they might get more bored with it. Artisans rationals, would certain have. Rationals, INTJs, mm -hmm. the, the J rationals have a tendency to be a little more self-centered. Mm -hmm. um, I've noticed that. Um, have I, can I prove that? No, I don't have any data or anything like that. Uh, you, if you look out on the internet, you'll find all kinds of stuff about INTJs, which happens to be your mother's type, my wife's type, and um, and she, and uh, she has Grace, her own cult right Grace. now, <laughs> without a doubt. I agree okay. with you. Okay, I agree yeah. with you. The, the artisans, I mean, they're performers. Yeah, they can really put on a good show. Yeah, yeah and and it, that's a good way to do it. Not and, just uh, that, Thor. <laughs> the leader, the leader of our religion. Was an artisan. Oh, was he? He, yes, Ronaldo he was. DiCaprio. He has to be a... He's not <laughs> the same as me, though. Ronaldo DiCaprio. Ronaldo. Ronaldo DiCaprio. Is he related? Think of like, the Nexium guy. No. Artisan. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, what, what, what was his Ranieri? name? Yeah, Rainier. Um, Ranieri. Yeah, Keith Ranieri. Keith Ranieri, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah he was definitely I mean, very self-centered. <laughs> he was uh, um, very controlling. Yeah. He mm -hmm. performed... He had this, he turned it on in front of people yeah. and, mm -hmm. and was able to... Sounds like an artist. Yeah, he was able to command a, an audience. So, yeah. 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 Charles Manson, same. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I don't know oh, yeah. any, much about him. Applewhite might have been a... Yeah. He might have been an idealist. An idealist yeah. is the one that you want to bring other people into the cult because they believe so wholeheartedly they really think that hey this is the best thing for you come come join this is what we have to offer 
So idealists make the best missionaries. By the way, all this is complete conjecture. Absolutely, uh, I was going to say that. Please, uh, yeah, please don't take most of the stuff seriously. Uh, yeah. Just we don't have any studies that I know yeah. of that say what group, which which uh, types yeah. are more likely to be in cult groups. Well, I, on these ten pages, I said I wrote in the second book here. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, could I just read the headings? Theme five is on discernment, avoiding deception. Turning a deaf ear to the Holy Spirit leads to deception. That, ah. That's that inner guidance that you have from the Holy Spirit. I talk a lot about that. That's absolutely essential because people lay it aside and, and they start listening to other people rather than to that still small voice. And that messes people up profoundly. Being responsible for our own spiritual well-being. Don't let someone else try to be responsible for your spiritual well-being. You know that they're off if they're trying to do that. Mm -hmm. And you find that in cult groups. Nothing can save or exalt us without our wholehearted participation. Fruits and underlying intent. So by fruits, uh, talking about what Christ them. referred to the things we can observe a person doing. In other words, is, is the walk and the talk congruent? And then I go into the difference between normal incongruity and outright deception. We are human beings. We have incongruity yeah. in our behavior between the way we walk and talk. But we, most of us are not outright trying to deceive each other. Duping ourselves into being duped, <laughs> losing our discerning ability, breaking free of duplicity, hard but doable with God's help. The golden key to enlightened discernment, that is that we, that we uh, give intention and attention to the Lord rather than to somebody or something, discerning between tr truth and falsehood. One is deifying God or something else. If you're deifying somebody or something else, you're on the wrong track, spiritually speaking. Two, relying upon the Spirit or something else, which is very much in the same category as the first one. The third one, inspiring greater trust and worship of God or of something else. Again, this is related to the first two. And then number four is feeling humility and submissiveness to God or prideful power and rightness. And then the fifth one is participating in light and truth or darkness and delusion. And the sixth one is doing and becoming or just hearing and parroting. So not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of the heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father who is in heaven. So that that goes along with that. Anyway, those those are a few of the things that I've written. Those are, those are more a, a spiritual thing. To, yes, to yes. look for. Yeah. This is this is from your book, Some Universals, Volume Two. Yeah. Intention and attention. Correct. That's Where can anyone one. find this if they want to? Just go out it. on Amazon and look for Eric Bjarnson or look for some universals and you'll find the, my first two books. The third one is coming real soon. It feels to me that um, 
that most of that is trying to stay in tune to the inner you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, that's right. And, that's, that's and what it consciously is. running things through. Uh, yes, deliberately, deliberately and proactively doing yeah. that all the time, checking in with yourself. And that means that you have to be still. That means you have to know who you are. You have to be in tune with yeah. who you really and are. And if you don't know who you are, then that is one of the, the best ways for you to start joining. I mean, you're going to join a cult or whatever, you, mm -hmm. you know, because you don't know who you are. We're looking at the people who are most likely to be in cults, and they have like warning signs, but they'll say people who have just had, you know, a death in the family, a new career, or has just moved, or doesn't have friends. So these people, these are people who have, who don't have a direction mm -hmm. at that time in their life and are looking for answers. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like that's, those are the, those are the people who are most likely to to join. Yeah, when we start going outside ourselves to find something that we need to find within ourselves, that's when we get in trouble. That's when we start putting our emphasis on something that is not real. It's not really who we are or anything. And so that, it's really important to become acquainted with yourself. That means really taking time to do that. That means uh, taking some time for meditation, for finding out who you are, what you really, what, what is it that voice that, that is the one that calms you? What is, what is that? And, and go f toward that voice and you're going to find who you really are when you do that. Now I'm sounding kind of a little Eastern right now, but that's that is what I teach in the in the gospel that I the gospel of Christ I believe in is that that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Most people don't look at it that way, but I do. This is one of those things that like is one of the hardest things for me to like grasp onto. I'm very concrete, and maybe this is just a feeling, but I I, I feel that most people they're searching because they don't trust themselves. They don't trust their own inner voice. And so they're looking for someone else to tell them what they should believe. <laughs> what, they're real, what they really want is they want to follow. They want to serve. They want to give. Mm -hmm. And they want somebody else to lead. Telling you, you can change the world. You mm -hmm. can be yeah. like one of God's chosen people yes. to bring to pass his great work on the earth. Yes. And... People are drawn by that. Who doesn't want to be God's chosen? That's right. And you're exactly. here for a reason. It'll yeah. make you feel special. Yeah. yeah. There are no coincidences. You showed up here because you were meant to, and yeah. this has yeah. been preordained. Yes. You're here today during this event. Yeah. And you think this is all an accident? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that is exactly. almost exactly what the Australian Jesus guy mm -hmm. heard him mm -hmm. saying, something mm -hmm. like that. If someone comes in and they say, you were meant to be here. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I am yeah, heading in the right fall. direction. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. So yeah. that kind of confirmation hmm. is powerful. No, oh, yeah, that's huge. That, that is that it is goes, the definition of purpose. Goes straight to the ego, mm -hmm. and it strokes it and just grabs yeah. the yeah. ego yeah. like that. Oh. But that's different than the Holy Spirit. There's total difference between that and the Holy Spirit. That's my contention. Yeah. That's ego what I versus well, humility. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like we've hit the spiritual side of it mm -hmm. pretty good. Personally, I have experienced that 
it's it's a lot more subtle. There is that ego, that big ego trip, mm-hmm. but there's also a trick to make you believe that certain subtle, warm elements are the Holy Spirit, but they're not. So it it is more subtle. Yeah, I'm sure it can go mm-hmm. into s- layers and layers of subtlety mm-hmm. that um, we haven't even touched on yeah. yet. And some of these groups, they're led by some very um, intellectually... Very brilliant kind people. Of brilliant people. Mm-hmm. With that, you know, they can deceive to the nth degree and have people buy into it quite easily. I wanted to go into the, the not the spiritual side. I wanted to go back to like personalities a little bit more on like okay. what each personality should look out for like oh, that yeah. that affects them. So like what is it about an idealist that or a guardian that they need to look well, if, for if somebody, and notice. If somebody comes along with the with the answers to everything and is able to conceptually, you know, give a good overall picture of something, and it appears to be bulletproof, then that captivates idealists, especially intellectual yeah. idealists, you know, that are smarter type, more intellectual. They just have to watch out for other signs. If somebody is, is too glib, it, it usually means that you can't trust them. They're too glib. What, is, what does the word glib mean? Uh, they're, they're too smooth. They're, they know too much. They have the answers too much. That, that's a big neon sign to me. Okay. Watch out. What, what about guardians? I would, have to, I would have to really think about this. Guardians? I, I know because I'm an idealist, I can identify more with what I would have a tendency to be attracted to. Rational are, are systems-oriented. Yeah. And the, the more complete you can make a system look, the, the more a rational can buy into it. The, I think the short answer is there's no complete answer to that. Yeah. We um, need to study that a little bit more. You know, there, there needs to be actual studies done. You know, mm-hmm. go into these groups and, and uh, hey, you guys, everybody, don't leave until you've taken the MBTI sure. <laughs> or the, the Curses. You know, that would be kind of cool. The like BI, Bjarnson inventory. I mean, that would be interesting. So, yeah, maybe, maybe you could, maybe, maybe you could go around pretending to be a searcher, a hunter. You know, they, they, they cults love that. They do. Yeah. That you're an investigator. You want to find the truth. Yes. And you come in and say, you know, one of the things that I, I feel would, would help me make my decision is, is if. <laughs> If you could give me some information, fill out this questionnaire or something. <laughs> you are sneaky. Thank you. Well, thanks for sharing with us, sir. We really appreciate you being here, Dad, and your insights. Yeah. We do. And it was, uh, as much as the spiritual side of things, I don't lean towards that. It was really, it was nice hearing that and seeing that and, and uh, thinking about myself a little bit more in that way. Yeah, like, you, where you I did express go. some of that, I, and I so. uh, appreciate that. You will never hear that from me again. No. So, no. <laughs> I know. That's why. I love all of you guys. Oh, was that not supposed to be in there? You can take yeah, we don't talk, we'll we don't talk about love. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Just oh, kidding. That, that's kind of bad. Building a cult. And now we take from what we learned this week and build our own cult, one belief at a time. I think that everybody who listens should feel that 
you know, the sense of belonging listening to this podcast. That seems to be something that people are looking for. That, that's, that's a wonderful. good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. We hope yeah. we hope our listeners and participants have that sense of belonging we, and love that uh, that comes across yes. as we joke and talk about this. I think Ronaldo's an artisan, right? Ronaldo, yeah. he's an artisan. I don't know, Nathan. What I do think, you think we can. Or an idealist. I think that no, we no. should take that, because he's not here to take that test, maybe we should get together and take it for him. <laughs> I think Thor did. Yeah. And then, we, but there are four types of artisans, so we need he, to find out he's which He's an introvert. Right. I already know he's introverted. Oh, we need, That's we need the to take that test my wife yeah, we'll, so. we'll take the test for him and then also have this available as a tool. We need to get someone online here who can help with the nitty-gritty. So eventually we need to find a Brian Gibbons or someone like that. A guardian. You need a good guardian there toward the top somewhere. Well, I think that's what we need to take away from it. Eventually. Eventually. So eventually. We need to, yeah, maybe we can. We'll put them in the back end of it because we don't want to see their face. Okay. Um, Nobody wants to hear (laughs) their voice. They're in the back. No. Yeah. (laughs) The BPI is what I give to a lot of people. Yeah, that's the one that we're going to give out. Yeah. It's it's free. So yeah, it's it's my favorite test. It's always worked better when when we first went through personality inventory stuff. Like, I would go around all day long in in college. People walking down the hall and was like, in two minutes we'd be like, hey, this is your personality. But me, Sophie, and Christian would do that, and we'd start telling people like the bad things about themselves. You know, like the the things that they <laughs> like. Building. Yeah, the character building things. Like one guy's, you're just a promiscuous person. Oh, and then it would just shut them down completely. I'm like, ah, well, it was funny. <laughs> Artisans always trying to do the funny thing. Yeah. I think it would be very interesting to find out uh, to get some personality testing mm-hmm. uh, from, from from Colts. Uh, but right now, that's just an awesome idea. We talked about having a adversary, kind of like the... Oh, yeah. And we have one now, uh, Garrison Ford. Yeah. We, Garrison Ford, yeah. <laughs> Garrison Ford. Garrison Ford is the arch, arch enemy of Ronaldo DiCaprio. Uh, I think he's... Uh, he's the founding member of... The worst cult. The worst. Yeah, the worst cult. They're the worst. Yeah, they're the worst. Okay, okay, this is all made up. I'm no, this is yeah, yeah. It's all, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's as made up as uh, Ronaldo. Okay, is. Gotcha. Oh, but yeah, it is as Garrison Garrison Ford. <laughs> Garrison Ford, the yeah. worst cult, meaning the most dark and deceptive. No, that's just their name. The nemesis. Pe- people who have a hard time with our cult oh, usually nice join cult. that cult. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. He's had it out for Ronaldo since since college. Yeah, and now the sign of the week. Secret signs to pay attention to so you know who's a member and who needs to be. This week's sign, especially on the construction site, but really anywhere you do it yourselfers. If you see someone measuring something with a tape measure and they let the tape measure snap, then you know they must be a member of the cult. That is a very snappy sign of the week. I know. Congratulations. I know that has to be true because I do that all the time. Yeah. I never yeah. bring it in really, really slow. It's like there has to be a snap. Yeah. It's a satisfying right. way to measure. Ronaldo wouldn't have it any other way. Okay, this week in our nomination for Magisterium Collecti is Theodore Teddy Roosevelt. 
uh, President of the United States, and all-around great guy. But the best thing about him is uh, his catchphrase. People used to yell out into uh, the street when he come by, especially young boys. They say, "Show us your teeth, Teddy," and he give them a big old fat grin full of teeth. That just makes me feel a little bit self con more or l less self-conscious about my smile because my teeth are kind of odd, kind of like his, and so. Just the fact that he could turn that into advantage just makes me think that I can turn my smile into an advantage, too. Did he have a gap in his teeth? He had these big teeth, and he'd just give a big old grin. they just like, show us your teeth, Teddy. And he'd like, ah. And this is when everyone was all tight-lipped, and they wouldn't do it. And, you know, you've seen the old pictures. No one smiled at all. And yeah. He'd just give him a big old fat, chock-full-of-teeth smile. And I need to do the same. And I also need to become president of the United States, but that's totally didn't, unrelated. Didn't he also, like the teddy bear, like that That phrase is about him, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that's him. That, well, that, that, they, they made that bear for him. He also did a lot of other cool things. He did like national parks and stuff like that. We hope you had fun with us as we explored this week's cult. Join our adventure next week as we continue to build our cult one belief at a time. Until then, if you're going to join a cult... Join the nice cult. <laughs> I think we're actually starting to put the in there. Oh my yeah. Oh. Okay. You need to make this quick. Make this quick. <laughs>